let the church say amen. <clears throat> Gospel as recorded by St. Matthew. St. Matthew chapter 21. St. Matthew <coughs> chapter 21. that you will read that entire chapter when you get home, but for preaching purposes this morning, I want to lift out just a portion of verse 37. That portion that I want to read this morning for preaching purposes is, but last of all, he sent unto them, his son. That's it. Last of all. Last of all. Last of all. That this is it. Last of all. He sent unto them his son. I, I, uh, we are getting ready to go into the Christmas season. My brothers and sisters, it is a season that gives the people of God their greatest opportunity to tell the world about Jesus. You can't talk about Jesus at Christmas time. You ain't going to ever talk about him. You can't tell folk about Jesus at Christmas time. Then you, you, you're never going to talk to folk about Jesus. Christmas is all about Jesus. And so we have an opportunity to go into a dying world and tell the story of Jesus. You see, this season they... They're singing about him, and they are celebrating him, but they don't know him. And you and I, you and I, we have now the opportunity to explain to them what this celebration is about. I, I watched them, and I watched them awkwardly trying to celebrate the birth of Jesus without acknowledging that he is real. Thumbing through TV the other night and I saw some folk dancing, slow dragging to Silent Night. <laughs> and you can't be offended, they just don't. They just don't know. And it's up to you and I, it's up to you and I to share with them. I, I love this text. Because it gives us the opportunity to put the birth of Jesus in its proper context. I'd like to start the Christmas season with it because the church ought to get the story right. The world might not get it, but we ought to have it. We ought to get it right. The world may never get it, but at least those of us who are called by his name we ought to know why Jesus came. 
This text points us to God's intent in sending his only begotten son, Jesus, to be born in Bethlehem. text puts the birth of Jesus in context that causes us to see that his birth is not just one, a one-act play, but it, 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 it's one act in a bigger play. <laughs> y- y- y'all hearing this? As a matter of fact, the birth of Jesus is the beginning of God's closing act of redeeming man. That's why it says last of all. This is, this is it. This, this is it. Follow me now, the text. <clears throat> You'll see that it takes place, and it's, it, it, it seems strange to begin Christmas with this, but it takes place after Jesus has cleansed the temple. Remember, he went into the temple, and the Bible says he started turning over tables, turning over tables and running folk out, chasing folk out of the temple, driving them out of the temple. Stick a pen right there. He's driving them out of the temple. Verse 23 says that the chief priest and the elders of the people came to Jesus and yeah, he's there, yeah, yeah corrupting, or yeah, interrupting everything and, 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 and getting all into their business, turning over tables, throwing people out. And they want to know, by what authority are you acting like that? Who, who gives you the authority? Come in, turning over tables and running people out, chasing, driving people out. Who gives you that authority? Uh, here... This whole story is part of Jesus as he replies to them. Now, I want you to notice that he did not engage in the debate over whose authority he was in. He didn't get in the debate over authority, but he spoke to them in parables. He began to speak a parable, and, 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 and he, he wanted to speak these parables to help them understand his authority. First parable, verse 28, he says, uh, he talks about these two servants. And that, that's not, that, 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 well, well, let's go on. This, the, first, the first parable he talked about, he talked about this man had two sons. And he asked them to go into the vineyard and work. And one of them says, I go, sir. But he didn't go. And then the other one said, I ain't going. But later on, he turned around and, and went. Now here, Jesus, here, let me tell you a little lesson in this parable. Lesson in this parable is, who are God's true followers? Those who talk good or those who do good? Y'all hear me? One says, I go, sir, but he never went. One says, I ain't going, but he ended up going. Now, which one is a true follower? The one who talk good are the folk who do good. But then here's where we get to, verse 33, this parable. Jesus says there was a certain householder who planted state-of-the-art vineyard, and, 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 and once he finished his vineyard, he rented it out to some folk. He, he went traveling. He rented his vineyard out to some folk, and, when harvest season came, when the time of harvest 
came, he, he sent some servants back to collect his rent. It was his vineyard, you know. He, he, just, he just rented it to some folks, left it to them. So he sent some servants to collect his portion of the crop. So he sent those things, and verse 35 says that, that those renters, those people who had rented his property, took when he sent his servants to get what belonged to him, it says that they took his servants and they beat one, killed one, and then stoned the other one. All they were doing was coming there to try to get what belonged to the owner. Verse 36 says that he sent a larger group, sent another crowd of servants. Yeah, and and he says they, yeah, yeah, and when he sent those servants, he yeah, he, 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 he thought, well, surely if I send more of them, they send some more, they'll do right by my stuff. But the Bible says they treated them the same way. Beat them up, kill some. Y'all hearing this? The 37 says, as a final act, the owner says, I, I know what I'll do. They, they won't listen to my servants. They, 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 don't want to be, they don't want to deal with my servants. He says, I'll send my son. Last of all, the word says, and please, please don't skip over that. Last of all, he sent his son. Y'all, he's trying to tell us something right there. This is it. Y'all hear me? Ain't nobody else coming. This, this is it. Last of all, he sent. His son said they rebelled against my servants. They treated my servants badly. They killed some of my servants, but surely they'll do the right thing by my son. Y'all hearing this? 38 says that when they saw his son, they started saying among themselves, they saw his son coming and they they said, this, this is the heir. This is the son to the owner. He's the one who's going to inherit all this one day. So let's kill him. And then all of this will be ours. Are y'all hearing this? Now, Jesus, well, they didn't know. Now, this is a parable. Jesus is telling the story. Jesus just set him up. He just set him up. Listen now. Uh, when the owner of the vineyard shows up, Jesus says, he says, now, this is the way they treated his son. He said, they, 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 they said, let's kill his son, and we'll take possession of this. So Jesus listened to them. Now, he says to them, he says, now, uh, when the owner of the vineyard shows up, what you think he ought to do to these folk? They don't kill his servants. They don't kill his son. When he shows up, what do y'all think they ought to do to them? And they, they listen to what they said. They said, they said he ought to put those crazy folk to death. He ought, matter of fact, he ought to drive them out of the vineyard. Mind you now, Jesus just driving them out. <laughs> y'all ain't hearing this. Jesus is driving them out of the temple and yeah, now, now, now they're, they're saying, yeah, if they do that, he ought to drive them out. He ought to drive them out, put them out 
of the vineyard and, and give it to somebody who will do the right thing. It's amazing how tough we can be on issuing punishment when we think it's for somebody else. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing how, how tough we can be with punishment when we think it's for somebody else when it's somebody else's failure? Mind you now, they, 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 they are trying to get answers from Jesus as to why he's driving folk out of the temple and Jesus is trying to tell them. Say these folk ought to be miserably destroyed. Said in other words, death is too good for them. These folk need to be destroyed. But they did not realize what they had just been set up. The application was, he was talking about that whole the whole Jewish nation, really. He was talking about them, how God had called them to be his people given them a land of promise and made promises to them, and he expected some fruit to come from them. They were his chosen people. He expected some fruit to come from them, but they had taken all that God had given them and treated it like it was theirs. Jesus made several attempts to get them back on track. These are his people, and he wants them back on track. But every time he tried, the people rebelled and kept on doing their own thing. But brothers and sisters, not only is this parable, yeah, 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 he's talking about the Jewish nation and how they rejected him, but it, it ain't only about the Jews. Y'all ain't hearing me. It has, you and I look at it, it has some personal application. It yeah, you and I, we can learn something about our own life. It has a message for every born-again believer. L -l 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 Let me show it to you. All of this started in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, man sinned in the Garden, and because of that sin, man was separated, all of us. Separated from God. Now, everything that God has done since then has been uh, yeah, in relation to sin. And he, he, everything that God has done, every movie has made has been in relation trying to get mankind back to him. It has, all, it, it has all been God's attempt to reclaim ownership for what belonged to him in the first place. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Are y'all hearing me? Look, look, at, look at some of the great things, some of the things God was doing trying to get men, trying to get men from their sins and get them back to himself. Yeah, look at what he did. He sent Noah, sent Noah in the flood, death and destruction. And uh, y'all hear man had become so corrupt that God repented for even making man. So he sent Noah. And yeah, yeah, Noah built the ark and, and God gave man a brand new start. But it wasn't, long, wasn't long before man headed right back into sin. Then he sent Moses. He sent Moses and the law. Are y'all hearing me? Moses comes with the law and the idea of a blood sacrifice. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. You would think after being delivered, you would think after being delivered, yeah, from Egypt, you would have thought, that they would have gladly followed, uh, yeah, Moses. They would have gladly went back to God. But according to the word of God, that didn't do it. The people still rebelled. 
He even sent David with his songs of assurance and his songs of forgiveness. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. The Lord is my light and my self. Are y'all hearing me? David was one who experienced his goodness and his mercy firsthand, but in spite of all of David's testimonies, his words didn't move the people. They kept on in their sins. Sent Jeremiah, prophet, sent Jeremiah to go get him. He sent Jeremiah all his tears telling the people to turn and repent. But guess what? They kept on in their sins. Sent Isaiah with his loving invitation. Oh, everyone that thirsts, come to the water. Though your sins be as scarlet, they, yeah, they shall be white as snow. That didn't turn them around. God even allowed evil kings to invade them and put them in captivity. And they suffer and they cry for a while until God brought them out. And once they got out, they went right back to their sinful ways. You see what God is doing? God is trying to pull his people back to him. And then after that, after that, there's about 400 years of silence. For about 400 years, God did nothing. 400 years, he just let them go on in their sin, did absolutely nothing. But after that, after that 400 years, after that, we see him making this one Masterstroke. His greatest and final act of redemption. He says, uh, this, is, this is my final act. I got one more, one more thing I'm going to do, and I'm not going to try anything else. And that's where we get to the text. Last of all, he sent. I'm almost through. Last of all, he sent his son. Don't skip over that. Last of all, this is it. Y'all hear me? Don't, don't go around looking for another savior. This is it. There won't be another attempt. God ain't trying no more. Last of all, he sent his son. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. Trying to tell y'all, this is it. That baby that was born in Bethlehem, this is it. Now, that brings us to what we're celebrating right now. It wasn't just another baby being born. That's why I want to close out. This is, yeah, 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 this ain't just another baby. This, this ain't just another baby being born. This is God sending his only begotten son to earth to do what other folk had tried to do and failed to do. He says, I'm going to give it one more shot, and this is my last shot. He's sending my son to bring man back to God. Got to admit, got to admit, I, I do have a little problem with this parable. Got a little problem with this parable. Why would a father who knows that folk are wicked, who knows that they are mean enough to kill, they kill his servants. Why in the world would he send his son? Are y'all hearing me? But then it came back to me. I had to remember who it is telling the story. This is Jesus telling the story. And Jesus knew what he came to do. Are y'all hearing me? Jesus, uh, he knew that his father had sent him to earth for one purpose. 
And that purpose that he came for was to die. Y'all ain't hearing me. He came to die on a cross for the sins of the world. God sent his only son to reveal his heart. But I need to remind you somebody. I need to remind somebody before I sit down. I need to remind somebody before I sit down that this is it. Are y'all hearing me? I need to remind somebody before I sit down that this is it. This is the final act of redemption. You don't have time to sit around waiting on God to do something else. This is the last one right here. He sent his son to die on the cross, conquer sin and death, got up from the grave with all power. This is it. This is the last. This is his last move. And right now, I need to say to someone who, who has not accepted him, if you don't know him, I need to tell you this is it. This is it. He ain't doing nothing else. This is it. This, this is it. He, last of all, he sent his son. So you need to understand as we celebrate Christmas, as, as we celebrate this holiday, there ain't going to ever be another holiday like this. Because he ain't going to ever send another son. He ain't sending nobody else. This is it. And the key is this. Since you know that this is it. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shall be saved. If you're here this morning. If you're here this morning. Getting ready to go into the Christmas season. Please, please know that this is our final opportunity. This is it. This is God sent his son to save us. If you're here, you ought to be moving. Somebody ought to be moving. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes.